0: What up, what up? I'm Adrian Young. I'm Ali Shaheed Muhammad. And we are The Midnight Hour. And you are listening to Mega Late Show.
1: Skirt. <laughs>
2: yeah, 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 yeah. you youngin' up in
3: here.
1: <laughs> Yo, peace. Welcome back to The Mega Late Show, the number one hip-hop and dope culture podcast in Tokyo. I'm the God Mega.
4: Yo, what's up? This is late.
1: And here we are again on another Friday for you with a a tremendous guest. Here we go again. I feel like we should talk about the podcast a little bit more. Uh, Every Friday we have an episode featuring somebody or some peoples who are dope uh, doing art or hip-hop culture shit out here in Tokyo. Sometimes we get people passing through and uh basically we have conversations with these people we do a little bit of a musical share and then at the end of the podcast we let you know all the dope shows and events that are happening here in tokyo uh at least several of them most of them and shit that we can
4: get our hands on a lot you know of know the mean? dope shit we know about
1: word word and uh speaking of very dope guests today we've got a. Uh, family friends of the show you know what i mean you've heard uh one of them on the podcast three or four times and uh i'm just meeting the other brother today for the first time we are with the raw urban mobile podcast
0: what's good what's good what's chilling, man? chilling yo what's hey up, fam?
1: yo a super super hype to have y'all here today i mean you know uh no well let me go ahead and let y'all introduce yourselves then go ahead
2: Go ahead. hey i'm chocolate boot in the house been in japan a veteran of japan for uh Almost uh, thirty-eight years. Damn. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> we, and, said that, uh, we said that the same time. Damn. Yeah. And loving every minute of it, man. Okay, so, so it's worth. It's wonderful, and it's great to be here with your brothers, man. Worth, man.
1: It, I mean, I, 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 feel like I know you a little bit, you know, because I listen to the podcast all the time. Yeah. I always hear your perspective and your and your thoughts, but it's good to finally, you know, talk face to face. So Word, thank you for Word. coming on, man. It's really good to see you.
0: All right, uh, Cliff from the Royal World mm-hmm. World Mobile podcast. Been here a little over six years, going on seven. Originally from Brooklyn. Shout out to Brooklyn. Hey, it, it's March 9th, Yeah. Word, word. The day the greatest rapper alive died. I probably should not do
1: gunshots when we're talking about Biggie, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Word. But yeah. Um, peace to the guy. Yeah, God.
0: man. Yeah. All is love. I'm happy to be in the building. You know, with all of us, you know word. what I'm saying? Because yeah. I've been on here three or four times, but to have Buddha in the building, at, you know, mega late. I was just telling Mega, so
4: this is probably like the unification of the two biggest black podcasts mm-hmm. Word. in Tokyo. Word. No Word. doubt.
1: Yo, shout out to us. Word. Shout yeah, out. Shout out to yourselves, man. I really I really think that uh that all of us are are doing, you know, the two podcasts are really doing something really dope out here it's almost like an ethnographic approach to studying the culture and um through the lens of people who have experiences as people of color black folks uh out here in japan ranging from fucking 38 years to i don't know how long i've been here like seven years too so you know it's really dope to to um tune in and um shit before we before we go on to the conversations segment of the podcast let's talk a little bit about our sponsors
4: uh, yes, shout out to Harry of Harry Sandwich Company out in Shibuya mm. by the way of Harajuku. Uh, just walk down Takashita Dori, go down one of them alleys, and you'll see my guy's shop uh, where the Cafe Barn Roots used to be. He has the best sandwiches in Tokyo, in Kanto, probably in Japan. He keeps it real authentic American style, really mm-hmm. good ingredients, and I mean it's just a good atmosphere there i do an event there uh from time to time so yeah go check out my man harry and tell him mega late sent you
1: yeah you know i think we've been planning on getting like some type of promotion going with him but we just haven't laid out all the groundwork for it right. but that is our guy shit and also go to the mega late show facebook page and hit that like and check out our new aromatherapy kit that comes with a sonic diffuser and 12 essential oils that we have put together with a team of scientists. Uh, with the
4: fragrance of wasabi and mm. chicken grease, as well
1: <laughs> as the grape juice Murray's hair pomade elixir. <laughs> what
4: the fuck? Yo, shout out to Murray, son. Yo, man, that sonic <laughs>
1: diffuser is ill. But yeah, um, I don't know if we have any more sponsors. We haven't been on the grind to get more sponsors. It's huh? <laughs> kind of fucking lazy. We need somebody to just post our shit for us. And thank you. Uh, you know, Tokyo Cliff actually promotes our podcast more than we ever have. We're <laughs> bad. So I want to say, actually, yo, you,
4: man. Uh, anybody who's interested in uh, becoming a squad member hit us up we are looking for some technical assistance especially where social media is concerned so yeah wow. if you are so inclined holler out your boys
1: yeah we've also got a scholarship program for <laughs> young negro brothers uh to come through and uh you know what i mean we'll help pay for your alcohol oh yeah that was all a lot. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, <laughs> no. uh, shocking clip. Y'all that, just like, yo,
2: for real? Y'all got the yeah, sonic yeah. diffuser yeah, they like, yo, you they doing big shit. I mean. Yo, man. <laughs> some you know chicken grease, uh, yeah. pomade oil or yeah, some shit. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Some Murray's, you know what I <laughs> mean?
1: Word. Shout out to us. Anyways, man, let's go into the yo first. What are we listening to? Late, like, I feel like there's some real jazz hours, like some oh yeah, real. Like, it's, a,
4: it's a little different today. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, shout out to Cliff. Okay. Oh, wha- dope, oh, what, did, what, what, is, what
1: is, what is this? Y'all, y'all in on this together and shit? Y'all nah, was... he, he, okay. He oh, cool. <laughs> no, I kind
2: of think, I kind of think y'all are doing this because it's an older brother in the house. You know what I'm saying? A Little old oh. school. I, I, <laughs> I was wondering what rooms. was going on, shit. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's an you, anniversary my
1: of, uh, of Biggie's uh, passing and shit. So I thought we were gonna come in with kicking the door, but instead. This is, you know what I mean? I thought, but they said, this is some real like, you know, after church. (laughs) You know what I mean? They call me Big Papa? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Word up, man. Shit. Let's go into this conversational segment, man. Um, So so, uh, we know who both of y'all are. We know uh, Cliff, you're from Brooklyn. Where are you from, Shock?
2: Man, I'm from Louisiana.
1: What part of Louisiana?
2: Uh, I'm in the Baton Rouge area. It's a little town called Montpelier. Shout out to Montpelier, Louisiana. Population about 214 right now. It's a big farm in town, man. We got
1: 214 more. people or 214,000
2: yes. people? No, 214 <laughs> people. Oh, shit. Yeah, when I grew up, uh, it was only 350 of us, and oh, everybody shit. knew everybody. Yeah. You know, about half of the population was in the same church and shit, you Word. know what I'm saying? So, it's mostly black folks out there? Uh, yeah, we got, well, listen, it's about 50-50 at the okay. time, you know, when I was growing up there and stuff, well, you know, but, you know, it was kind of... Like they went to their church and we went to our church. So I I, I don't know. It, it was or, it was weird like damn, that.
1: two hundred and fourteen yeah. I got more yeah. people living on my fucking floor. I know, man. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, an apartment right. complex in that. But yeah. That's a that's a pretty crazy transition, man.
0: It, to yeah. add to add on to the Brooklyn shit, like, um you know, Charlotte, shout out to Charlotte. Uh Charlotte NC is like my second home. So, you know, I grew up in Brooklyn, then like around thirteen fourteen, moved to Charlotte, was out there for like five six years and then went back to New York and you know I, I both of them are my home as well as Japan you know mm. I've kind of been here and there, but um, you know New York is really the place where I think like when I went back kind of it made me who I am today right. you know, as far as how I see the world mm. and um, the type of people that I'm, I'm mixing it up with and all that so
1: well when I talk to you like I'm, I'm usually pretty good at catching where people are from when I've met a lot of people from those places and I know you was a Brooklyn cattle like almost immediately so word yeah, up, man!
0: I guess I still got it then, because you know, sometimes right. when you're away from that environment, yeah. you kind of lose it a little bit. Right. But
1: I ain't been in the South that much, but I've, I've met enough people from Georgia to kind of mm-hmm. get it. And my stepdad is from the South, so I can kind of pick up on it. But you know, really, I'm a Cali kid and you know, yeah. New York type of shit. So, word up, man! Yeah. Um, well, shit, tell us a little bit about the podcast, the Raw Urban Mobile Podcast. Okay, well, so, first, tell us what it is. Like, okay, what y'all do?
0: So, yeah, basically. We pull up, typically in the Shubuya area, near Shubuya station, and we invite guests in our van, a uh, Buddha's van, actually, which is a 99 Chevy van. Yeah, 99 Chevy Astro. Okay, so let me rewind a little bit. So actually, I did a blog um, a while back, and it was short-lived, maybe six months, and um, I did away with the blog. And then when I got the idea to do the podcast, I was just like, "All right, so who who I'm gonna get to be my co-host?" Now you know, we we um we've been friends for a minute, so I'm just like, "All right, I mean, we didn't talked and argued about everything, right?" So I was just like, "You know, what I mean, let's let's do it together," you know. And he's just like, "Cool." And then I I let you finish off with, yeah, with the van idea, yeah, because because
2: when he brought up the idea, you know, I was like, "Man, you're living in country ass Chogo," you know what I'm saying? Down in not know what that is. fujisawa yeah. city fujisawa yeah. city yeah so i was like Ooh. choco sound kind of
4: lit though if you're like i'm oh, from chogo <laughs> Yeah, we were like, talking about them before we started recording <laughs> the chogos yeah. yeah the Chocos, yeah
2: <laughs> yeah so i was like who's gonna come to country as chogo and shit you know so i already had it in my mind you know when he brought it up to me i was like shit let's do it in my van fuck it i'll just take out the two middle seats yeah. throw some art in that bitch you know and uh we'll just have some fun yeah and we'll just be mobile you know so i love uh, that
1: idea man that's really dope and you guys have put a lot of effort into uh creating a really dope atmosphere inside the van it's all decorated with the wild dope pictures
0: definitely i mean we we feel like you know this was also part of what we wanted to do was we wanted to make it very informal and chill and we feel like when people get in the van like they just really you know what I mean They, they transform They transform Or they, they just work. relax You know what I yeah, mean Yeah 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 There's no cameras and lights work. This is not going on YouTube You know what I mean You just got a mic in front of you And, and you got all this art And, and two brothers just Indeed. Yeah you know Kicking it so So well, how do y'all know each other um, Well we used to work together Yeah um, we, we actually work for the government US government and, um, I wasn't going to
1: bring that up and shit. I didn't yeah. know if y'all want to put that out, but I don't oh, know.
0: We ain't CIA or nothing, so yeah. it's all good. Yeah, all right. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. We used to work together, and um, yeah.
1: So, but what that's... is like? Um, I mean, how long have you guys been doing the podcast?
0: Um, like, oh, about oh, a year and a half. Year and a half. Yeah, we started in December of two thousand seventeen. I want to say. Okay. At, at the very end of the year.
3: Yeah.
1: So, so basically, they're just like a, a year after us because we started in December 2016. All right. Yeah. So we're just like a year older than yeah. 16. Yeah. yeah. Oh damn. Yeah. We. I mean, we're on year two now, right? We're going to year three. I don't even know. We're in. But year anyways, three. yeah. You know, yeah. we're doing. A, we've all been doing some podcasting shit. When you guys started, it was like a. Um, it seemed like uh, a lot of it was you two sharing some of your more of your personal opinions about things and having conversations and maybe even arguing um ideals on the podcast but um more of late especially in the last year you guys seem to have taken more of a focus on highlighting certain types of people who are doing excellent things out here in Tokyo from pretty much all walks of life i've seen that you've guys had you know bae who's a tremendous writer uh the Shall owner operator of soul food house recently you've had on like um, just a a, a plethora of people man so can you tell us a little bit about like the what's the mission statement like what are you guys trying to do out here
0: originally it was going to be like half and half like we was going to have some guests on and then sometimes me and buddha would just do an episode by ourselves so um it was going to be like 50 50 and then once we just started bringing guests on and we really liked the feel of it we just kind of stuck with that basically and, and I, I think it's something that's you know our podcast you know it's grown and it's helped us realize what we want to focus on which I, I mentioned this on our social media not too long ago I said that the podcast me and me and him are just the hosts but it's really not about us Word. it's about the community it's about the international community mm-hmm. in here in Tokyo and surrounding areas which I think doesn't get enough Shine or light, right? right? So, and, and and this is why I love what you guys do because we basically do the yeah. same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, that's I mean, yeah, I mean, you guys are more like a uh, hip hop centered, right. but at, uh, you know, at the, at the root of it, at the root of it, it's all is very you know, we, similar to how we it's very similar. Exactly. Yeah,
4: we were anticipating, you know, we'll have a guest every so often, but it kind of just. You know, the podcast grew yeah. into what it is. Yeah. yeah.
1: I really I really enjoy what you guys do. Um, you know, just a variety of different people out here and I, I find out all types of shit. Like y'all have a lawyer on and then I get a little bit of a factoid about some shit or, you know, yeah somebody who's uh for example heavy in like the dance community or the Vogan community and you guys always just have like really dope people on. Yeah, really shit. dope. I think we interesting like, perspective. Like uh, and that's why I reached out to you. I've known you almost for like a year uh, yeah. at this point, Cliff. And uh, I just saw what you guys were doing. I was like, "Yo, I, I rock with that idea." And there are people of color, so you know. Uh, immediately since then, we've kind of been. Yeah. I probably talked to your ass more than anybody else. Yeah, actually. Because I know, I know why <laughs> though. I know why. It's just because he be sitting at a desk all day and got shit else to do. <laughs> so he just be messaging people and shit.
0: Yeah. And but then yeah. and then I, I use Facebook a lot for mm. uh, work. So word. yeah. Okay. But, um, you know, and I, I want to take the time to give a shout out to y'all, man, because yeah. like, thank you, I, you know, I, I grew up with hip hop, you know what I mean? But I think listening to y'all podcast, cause I've, I, I kind of got away from a lot of hip hop, you know, I got into house real heavy and some other genres, but I think when I started listening to y'all, you know, y- y'all podcast consistently, it made me, um, it, it brought the love back, it, it, it I kind of have a different appreciation now for hip hop. I think listening to y'all podcast, no. man. Yeah, man. Because the guests you guys have on, and just the topics, you know, it's not, it's not like more. It's it's less about the mainstream. And, oh yeah. And it's more about um, the yeah. art and, and and even about the people. Culture is what really the, yeah, the culture, on it and, right. and it's also about people who yeah. may not be big time, but they're doing awesome right. work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. Really yeah no, no, thank
2: you, man. Thank you. And I like that y'all doing it from, you know, like a root level, you know, the the grassroot uh, culture here in Tokyo, you know, exposing that out to the masses and yeah. and shit like that, you know, because uh sort of like what we do, um, we both inspire, you know, both of our podcasts inspire people. Like we had this dude named Big Simp. Uh, He's a pro basketball player and his message. And that's when we started thinking about inspiration, you know, uh, inspiring people uh, because his message was say, hey, everybody can't make it in the NBA, but you can still live your dreams of being a pro basketball player. And he's doing it here in uh, Japan and stuff. And so I I think that that could go for anything, hip hop, singing, you know, whatever. You could get a career start somewhere, you know. And uh, so, yeah, yeah, shout out to y'all, man. Y'all, yeah. y'all, shout be, out to us and yo. shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, like, shout really, yeah, out really, to You know, out,
1: like, I really rock with 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 us. Like, I yeah. love our energy. I like yeah. what we're doing. There's nobody else doing it like this, not at a level where it was just, like, getting, you know, all walks of life. We'll have somebody who is, you know, just a person that got 100 listens on our SoundCloud page, exactly. but we like their music. And then we'll get, you know, Ali Shaheed Mohammed or Sky Zoo and shit. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, like, that's... And Scott with y'all, man, like, uh, the type of people you, you've had on there, uh, could you tell us some of your more memorable guests, or where would you have, if somebody was just jumping into your podcast for the first time, uh, each of you, I'd like each of you to answer this, what episode would you direct them towards?
0: Okay. First one that comes to my mind, um, and this is a while back when our, I guess our sound quality wasn't as good, um, but still a a great listen um the episode with henry yeah henry uh moreland seals and it was about him becoming a japanese citizen and i I, i'll just leave it at that and and that was just a really informative episode
1: that's the the brother that came out here and decided
4: to renounce renounce his citizenship yeah yeah and then okay yeah so yeah i didn't mention that that, So. so
0: he's an american guy who yeah Decided to renounce his citizenship and become a Japanese citizen. Ah, that is a good episode. Yeah, so please check that out. Go back in the archives and check that what out. What
1: about you, Shock?
0: Well, you know, all of them, I loved all of them, to be
2: honest with you, but the one that really hit my heart, you know, hit me in the heart was the one we did with the one, uh, man, forgive me for not remembering the brother's name, but the lawyer. The, oh, barrister, yeah. the barrister, yes, the barrister, yes, from, yeah, from, yeah, from, yeah, from yeah, UK. yeah, 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 no, you know, because that was very touching to me because even though me and my wife never divorced and, and went through the, you know, trials and tribulations that other, uh, let's say, divorcees go through dealing with divorce in Japan and child custody and this, that, and the other, but I thought that that episode stood out to me because that's a big, you know, that's a big issue with, you know, foreigners and me working for the, you know, um, U.S government community here in japan you see a lot of uh people who are married to japanese Mm -hmm. women and uh you know it's just like and i know some that are going through the same exact thing so i just felt that it was informative also the fact that you know a lot of brothers he he brought up about discrimination Mm -hmm. in japan you know which people wouldn't be aware of if they walked the streets because it's not blatant as it would be in the states or something like that so that that episode really stuck out to me and it really hit you know, hit me in the heart, yeah. you know,
0: and everything. And that that one's called uh, the blunt truth. Yeah, okay, blunt I was truth. I was looking
2: yeah. on my phone to try
0: to yeah. find
1: the name of that that yeah, episode, um, but yeah, that's
0: a good one. The brother Ian Davis, yeah, uh, Ian Jamaican, Davis. Jamaican yeah. guy from shout out yeah, to Ian Davis. Yeah. And, and
1: and this is what I like, man. You guys have such a variety of um uh, of of people on there you know everybody like our homegirl Saki suki sake was on there mm. talking about asian girl stereotypes yes. that are prevalent around the world and how she addresses them and what if she's experienced that all the way from um you you have like famous house dancers like our guy brooklyn terry these two people man um Almonte uh, yeah. So was... just, just like I really think that if people want to get a perspective on um, not just the black experience here in Japan, a full but, perspective. But, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, like conversations with people who are out here. It's not just a bunch of fucking people that moved out here to be teachers. There's professionals yeah. and brilliant artists and everybody out here uh, really? is really interesting and nobody highlights it like that. Not I'm... even your major Japanese. Um, publication media outlets and publications so shout out to y'all man those are really good episodes and i advise people to check them out i wanted
0: to add something to that um you brought something to my mind about the uh you know not just black people i I don't think i've ever mentioned this anywhere either but so we are all inclusive you know black white asian um gay straight doesn't matter We, we we invite everybody in the mobile man cave and but at the same time I am conscious of bringing black voices on the podcast, so don't 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 get that twisted. Right. So, because yeah. you know, I, I think that when you when you go to look up Japan, whether it's YouTube, or whether it's some news source or art, web page or something, you mostly gonna get get it from the white experience, right? Word. So I, I am very conscious of of bringing a lot of black voices on. Women on black women and just women in general. So um, yeah, all inclusive. Like I said, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, we we kind of rock with the same energy on that. We just kind of, you know, when we come across somebody that's talented, we just try to get them on. Somebody that we respect what they're doing or, uh, you know, their thoughts and ideologies or whatever it may be. Right. Right now, you guys are seem to be. Placing a major focus on having a lot of you know powerful and interesting women on for 2019 and you have a hashtag that people can find on Instagram yes right
0: hashtag uh, women in Japan but it's spelled uh, w-m-n-i-n-j-p-n 2019 it's just abbreviation of women in Japan um, if you follow us on IG at raw mobile P- urban Mo- Royal urban mobile podcast um you- you'll see the hashtag and yeah what i realized was that in the first year and this was just um i wasn't even really conscious of it i was just naturally getting people on people that i knew people that I, you know come across at events and stuff like that and then i just like okay well, most of these most of our guests 80 percent of our guests were men and i do know a lot of females doing great and awesome things here you know um so i was like yeah this year we're gonna focus more on women right you know? so we've been doing that so far and we got a, we've had like seven or eight women on the last two or three months and we got more coming in the next few months so look right, out man. for that
1: yo and uh since we're on here talking about black podcasts uh, a guest that you had on your podcast Curly and Kansai, they're also a, uh, you know, black podcast to uh, black women out in Osaka who have an interesting and dope perspective. And that's also something I just want to shout out on this episode while we're talking about excellence. So, uh, and, and you had them on a podcast. Yes. And I actually was there for that exactly. episode. Exactly. Yes, you were. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. there for that episode. Well, the, I so, couldn't be there. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the
0: first oh. one we did with just Ayana, because mm-hmm. Elise couldn't make it. Um, shout out to Ayana and Elise. That's right. And then yeah for the second one unfortunately buddha wasn't able to make it so i hit you up and because I, I, i've really been trying to get you guys on but i understand our schedules conflict a lot of times so but we're definitely going to get you on and yeah and so i hit you up and i said you know what let's make it you know uh, about black podcasts on this one let's make you know curly and Kansai times raw or mobile podcast times make a late show you know so minus late but you know yeah, represent. well,
1: you know, when they come back out, I'd love to talk to them again. Cause uh, yeah, uh, of of all the podcasts that I'm aware of here in Japan. Uh, the the three dopest ones are, are ours. Mm. So I mean, I, there's there's some other ones that I haven't heard, but they got trash joints like fucking, like, uh, Tokyo Disneyland podcast and shit. But oh, yeah, guitar- yeah. Yo, yo but they one. got, like, wild followers. They got, like, 10,000 followers or some shit. Yeah, it's like, yo, man. people just going on to listen to somebody talk about the new Disneyland shit? Like, yeah. trash.
3: I
0: don't get it, but yeah. I'm well, hating, though, but I don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, fuck that shit,
1: man.
2: Hey, well, you know, that, that's why we always say our motto is Ain't no sushi temples and shrines and shit. We ain't talking about that shit on our podcast, word, word. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's enough of that shit, man. Yeah, there's yeah. enough yeah, of that shit, shit, man. Tea ceremonies and all that. And, and, that and all which, of that. Which is all good. Yeah, though. all of that is good. You're, We're, not good but, yeah. We're not knocking that. We're not knocking that. I but. am. <laughs> <laughs>
1: now nah, I mean, like, there, there's, you know, there's a lot of saturation for it. And even, even within our own community, there's a lot of people who put out content that is expressly about the black experience here in japan and largely a lot of it is like i'm black this is how i've encountered things uh this is how i've heard other black people encounter things but with you guys you guys are doing something where it's not so much like check out what black people have to go through it's like yo this person's a lawyer you know what I mean? Yeah. And so they're working within this industry. Tell us a little bit about the industry. And through that, you hear these experiences um, from all walks of life, whether to be, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a, me- a member of the or, uh, you know, a person of the LGBTQIA community or just black folks, black folks from Jamaica, black folks from, you know, South Africa and, and everything. So, like, you know, there, y- you there's, know what? there's space and- for it. But, you know, like some people just do it doper, I think. And shout out to...
0: You, you you hit all the nail us. on the you hit the <laughs> nail on the head with that one because I in my descriptions uh, for the episodes, I specifically I consciously do not say black American or, or white American mm-hmm. or I, I don't I don't want people to focus on that. Mm-hmm. I, I do put the hometown just so you, you, you get a sense of where everybody's coming from mm-hmm. and, and that that, you know, all these people that make up the melting pot here in Tokyo, but I don't wanna focus on your skin color you know but through the episodes you will un, you know yeah. you know when it's a brother right. you know what I'm saying well I yeah. know when it's a brother talking you yeah. know what I mean that was so- something
1: that we were very conscious of at first when we first started recording we was like yo let's talk about how Japanese people approach like appropriating black hairstyles out here in Japan but what we found is like we don't need to have like a topical moment where that comes up it will just like some of these conversations come- will emerge exactly. as we explore the culture so exactly. word man exactly let's get in. let's get off some temperature check type of questions and shit man i want i'm curious i'm curious because shock you've been out here for so long man i want to know like what are some of the major changes that you've seen or like what's different now what type of what type of slang were you using back in like 1988 when he's trying to pick up women (laughs) oh 1980 bro take up to the back
2: and do the wild thing oh hell yeah 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 well you know we we just used to um i think that you know back then we were looked at as a novelty You know, and and being with a black guy and this, that, and the other, because, you know, back in the day, a lot of the Japanese women, believe it or not, they would kick it and have fun with us. And then they'll go and marry a Japanese cat, oh, yeah. right? And a lot of them were also uh, the family really a lot of girls, the families controlled yeah. uh their destiny as far as marriage is concerned. Hey, if you marry this guy Gene, you know, uh, you you're not yeah. gonna be a part of the family, we are gonna cut home. you yeah. off and shit, yeah. you know. And I went through that myself, you know. And so, um, and so back then, you know, like for example, I'll just go over this real quick. They used to have this, this particular TV station, and I don't know whether you could go back and fact check it or not, but back in the day, me and my wife would be kicking in this, uh, well, me and my girlfriend at the time would be kicking this love hotel, and uh, she'd be telling me all the shit they'd be saying about black people, right? All mm. the disparaging shit, right? And so uh, they, would, they used to take TV cameras into the quote-unquote, you know, black clubs and uh as soon as the cameras would bust into the club these girls be breaking away from brothers like you know cockroaches oh, yeah. when the lights turn on right mm. and so they would go talk to him and say hey is this your boyfriend no he's my english teacher and this that and right. the other i didn't but know they, black people were going to be here today yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. you know what i'm saying <laughs> i'm just surprised as you are You're like, like yeah. look at them they're yeah just yeah they're just black so, over there yeah yeah but anyway you know um and then, you know, they would go to certain rundown skid row ass hood places back in the States and they would show how black people live back in the day. Even the prime minister used to talk bad about black people and stuff. Right. But then, you know, going back to the club and everything, you know, we were all in the Navy. Right. And I knew most of them guys. Oh shit. I know that brother. I know that brother. But then again, there was all the ways that all always that one nigga. And they would ask him questions like, uh, do you have a, uh, multiple Japanese girlfriends. And of course he got that player pimp ego you know. Hell yeah, I got all these hoes and everything. So it'd be like, okay, do Japanese girls give you money? He's like, of course, they bought me this, they bought me that, they bought me that. So he was playing into that narrative, right? And so they used to do a lot of that stuff to disparage us. Mm -hmm. You know, they even had one Japanese dude, he's he's a famous actor, used to be an ex-boxer. I can't think of his name, but I'll know his face if I see him. He's a lot older now. But he, he said, you know, I mean, my wife, I mean, my girlfriend was there translating it to me and everything. And he was saying like, well, black people are ugly, but Michael Jackson's cute. You know, yeah. you know some shit like that, and we used to just laugh that right, shit off, right. right? You know, so it's not surprise. It's not like we ain't never
1: encountered this type of adversity before, right? You so, know what
2: I'm saying? Because so. back in the states, you know, you know, in my little neck of the woods, man, if you go too far into the hick town, they won't only call you nigga; they be coming after you. You know, to you know, be yeah. in the four wheel drive trucks and shit. You know, and that's why I asked how many people in your town were were white. You know,
1: what yeah, I mean? like, because you know, it's well, rough you know, like that. Sometimes
4: it's kind of funny because I used Montpelier. Which which part of Georgia is that? Oh no, it's, it's Louisiana. Oh, Louisiana. Yeah.
2: Now, okay. if you you Google in Montpelier, you're going to see Vermont. Okay. Because that's the state capital, yeah. right? But uh, Montpelier, Louisiana, it was just a little. It, they, they call it a village. They don't even call it a town, because <laughs> you know, three hundred, you know, three hundred fifty people back then. Yeah. But yeah, that's not see, even a high school, man. That's like <laughs> yeah, my yeah my graduating class was like about twenty seven or some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? But not, no, I take that back about 40. Our football team was 27. But, you know, going back to the way, I've seen a lot of changes in Japan, you know, from everything from disparaging black people to, you know, the first Black Miss Universe, half mm-hmm. black, half Japanese. Mm-hmm. And then following year, they had a half. Indian. So I've seen a lot of changes. I've seen the way uh, you see more um, people of color on television, you know, doing things. And so, you know, I knew the change was going to come. And so when, you know, people ask me about how are you treated in Japan, because a lot of black people, you know, back in the day was curious about that. I say, yeah, some of them don't like our ass, but, you know, they they treat us with respect mm-hmm. and they, they ain't like blatant about it. They ain't going to start no fight with mm-hmm. us because – Thanks to the media, you know. Oh yeah, you mess with a black dude, you gonna get your ass kicked because yeah. all of them get boxed. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> one thing we know about blacks yeah, is that yeah. they can fight. They're they violent. Fight. They're yeah. a violent. Yeah. Cast yeah. of people. So uh-huh. if the media right. did anything for us, shout out to my man Mike in Florida, uh, he used to say that he say, man, one one favor the media did for us that every country we go to they don't fuck with us. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's true. It's, it's one what of what those.
1: Saying? It's one of those like dope kind of like positive Double stereotypes. Like, yeah. oh yeah, all black yeah. guys got big ass dicks. <laughs> yeah. You know. And the they Bible. can sing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Uh, they can sing. They, yeah. I mean, they run fast. They can
2: fight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they oh, these are all facts, shit. right? You know, I just rock with them. Like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm fast. I can box. Hell yeah. yeah. But you know, yeah. It, so I've seen the changes, right, and, right. and and, and they're positive changes and everything. What, what so it's about? All good.
1: What about? Uh, you, you've you've been out here for 38 years. You have a daughter. You said. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Is yeah, she yeah. out here as well?
2: Oh, she's over here as well. Okay. Yeah. Shout out to Patrice. Daddy oh, loves no. you. You know, 31 I, years old I'll, and stuff. She's 31. Yeah. Yeah, she's 88 maybe. She's a peer. She, yeah, is, yeah. she is she's in our age. <laughs> You've grade, been out no here. doubt. Yeah, yeah, Boy, yeah, man. So she's when the she's, yen was
1: strong and all that oh, shit. Oh, bro, man. We
2: used to we used to complain, man, when we used to come in ports, right? You know, being in the US Navy, we got paid in dollars, right? So when we come in and they say, uh, the yen rate's two fifty, we used to say, What the fuck? What you talking about? Two fifty? That's some bullshit, you know. Yeah. Now it's yeah. so low now. You, right. you know, was,
1: when I was in when I was in Okinawa, not in the military, but when I was in Okinawa, it was like seventy three. Yeah. cents to the dollar and yeah. i was hearing about when it was like yo, back in like 89 when my stepdad was out here he was like yeah. "Yo, we was
2: balling we was balling bro right, everything right. was cheap right.
1: what it's uh, what about uh the type of music that you listen to shock uh you listen to any any uh hip-hop shit
2: at all well you know i you know by the time hip-hop came out uh you know yeah i was listening to grandmaster flash back then i was listening to uh cool modi i was listening to uh and then the 80s came out i started following mwa a little bit and uh things like that so all those school rappers eric b and rakim and all them cats i got introduced to that when i was in the navy and i was like what kind of music is that because i'm used to you know where i'm from in the south you know they play you know Bobby blue bland, right. some, you know, you know, earth, wind and fire, you know, temptations. And I, I grew up on all that. And I grew up on country music too, you know what I'm saying? So when I got uh, introduced to hip hop, I was like, Hmm, I wonder, is this going to last? And the way it's evolved, and, and and the way it's spread around the world. I mean, now you even have country singers. I'm gonna show you a little experience real quick that, that, that fucked my head up, right? The the influence of hip hop. I was working at uh, you know, it's a navy base called Yokosuka, right? I was working there and we were just standing out shooting the breeze, right? And uh we heard this loud thumping music. It was bumping 50 cent, 50 cent, right? And I was like, damn, all right, all right, we can look from a distance. He had his cowboy hat on, all right, Country Boys is in the rap music. When that dude got parked his car, we kind of looked. I was like, damn, them subwoofers is loud. This dude got out, bro. He got out of his car. He was wearing blue jeans, Stetson boots, a big-ass pancake, I mean, fucking frying pan-sized belt buckle, (laughs) western shirt, Cowboy hat like a motherfucker. This dude looked like he was ready to go do some Waylon right. Jennings country shit. Word. You know what I'm saying? You know he say nigga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, but he's singing all the lyrics. In yeah, the car yeah, yeah, and shit. yeah, yeah. so for the wrong reason. But but yeah, when but, I saw him word. get out of the car, we just busted out yeah. laughing, man. It's like damn. Dude, I was went to hip hop, man.
1: I was in Texas for for a couple of years, and we we see that you know it's like pop music now. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. Word. I don't know, man. I don't really have a lot of temperature check questions. I just, you know, like uh, I listen to you guys all the time, so I kind of feel like I, g- I know a lot about your your taste and your your um, experiences out here in Tokyo, especially with you, Cliff. You've been on the show several times, so we've had these type of questions. You got any temperature check type of questions late?
4: Nah, man. I'm usually like the ones that we say for the end are mm-hmm. usually the ones that right. are the most interesting. Right. Well, I guess um, uh, a question for Buddha. Did you ever hit any of the events or when people were meeting in Yoyogi Park on oh the Sundays? Man. <laughs> you talking
2: to a Yogi yeah. Park expert. If you ever
4: look at my photos on Instagram
2: from back in the day, I used to not miss an event. I went to the B-boy events. I went to, you know, all the festivals, Brazilian. Hopefully the One Love Jamaican Fest come back to Yoyogi uh, Park. I found out through an inside source the reason why it's not there anymore and I'm, you know, like, damn. But yeah, I used to go to festivals there every week. I would not
4: miss one, because okay.
2: it's, it's, festiv- it's festive as fuck, you know what I'm saying?
4: Yeah, I mean, we've heard from people who've been here, like, not as long as you have, but around the same time, how Yo-Yogi used to be, you know, just a kind of area where a lot of culture would oh, top off and yeah. you know, big be shown off. Yeah. Are you
2: guys in the jazz, or in any way, shape, or form? <laughs> Hell yeah. All right, uh, they have this event, a Samita Jazz Festival I took Cliff there one time and bro I've heard of it yeah yeah you gotta go you gotta go because uh, they even have mix of reggae and stuff it's like 30some stages around um uh Kenshiko Park Kinshi Cho Park and uh it's near it's like five minutes walk from the uh, uh Tokyo Sky Tree. and uh they have these live events from jazz artists that perform around the world. Yeah And that shit's
1: free Japan loves jazz, man There's actually yeah. a rich and thriving uh, jazz community out here Yeah um,
0: Shout That's out to a Mark mis-
1: DeClivelo Who's a half Japanese yeah, half I heard that uh, new episode Half a new, Z- new, Ze- new Zealand Kiwi, he's a Kiwi, Kiwi Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, A Kiwi? Yeah, from New Zealand oh, Yeah man. And, uh, you know, like, you know, he comes out here and he performs. His two albums just came out. But, you know, I'm um, I'm a big jazz fan, I'm not, not super knowledgeable like I am with like hip hop culture. But uh, I grew up on it like my stepdad was always playing it. My dad was a huge fan of like Ahmad Jamal. So mm. I've, I t- to be honest, every time I've gone to like festivals, I rarely go to a hip hop festival. I go to a jazz festival,
2: bro. Well, yeah. you've I mean, I got to go to yeah. Samita jazz yeah. festival. It's usually held like uh, the middle of August every year but you know you just go to the website and one of my favorite groups is uh dream sessions you know okay. shout out to motahara son shout out to hino son the bassists and stuff and bro they be throw win down so uh if you ever if you're in the jazz that's a must see event Word. and
1: it's free yo um Put that on what, what was I, I i've heard stories how like in japan um uh, they weren't as strict about drug use back in the day when it came to certain substances. Like I heard that used to be able to buy um, psychedelic mushrooms, psilocybin mushrooms out Absolutely. here. Absolutely. And um, also, you know, they used to have uh, what is the name of that shit? Bron, mm-hmm. the fucking the the cough syrup that people were bombing, what is it? Yes. Doing all the time? Brawn. It's got it's dextromethorphan. It's a mild hallucinogen if you take enough of this shit, right? And um, I heard that people used to be doing that shit all the time. A Big lot of time. a lot of military cats used to be rocking with that shit.
2: Yeah, as a matter of the, fact, the, the mushrooms the, and shit. Yeah, back in the early '80s, when I was in the military, they made that shit. You know, it was a banned substance for military people. And also, they had this drink called the Absence. Mm. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, Dudes used it. to rock that. But a funny story about mushrooms, bro. I got millions of stories, but I understand we, you know, have a limited right. time and shit. But uh, I was walking in Shibuya, right? And they had this dude selling clothes. And they had this dude selling mushrooms. The Japanese police came to the dude with the clothes and made him, you know, close his shit down and leave. Mm. But the dude with the mushrooms, they didn't touch. Mm. And so, yeah, back then, back in the day, it was, yeah, they was rocking all that, bro. But for some odd reason, the least dangerous one of them all, weed, they wasn't having it. Uh Yeah, yeah. That's all the cotton
1: industry, man. Yeah. <laughs> Word. I would love to see them decriminalize that. It's a little bit odd to me that Japan seems to be like really enamored by chinese homeopathic medicine and natural remedies mm. however they're so uh averse to medical marijuana even it's like they see it as like fucking black tar heroin of
4: some sort so yeah Word, man. that's uh yeah, probably, a, probably a, american, plain, american influence also yeah i, I was just gonna
1: yeah. i was gonna say that yeah I, well absolutely yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. It definitely comes from, from America. As
2: a matter of fact, when I wicked it up, man, uh, we used to be legal in Japan until 1947. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Until wow. Americans came over here and said, don't do that. Right. But it's kind of ironic that we were legalizing the shit and they still like lagging behind. A
4: lot right. of the stuff that's kind of horrible is from, you know... Uh, the U.S.
1: Constitution being America implemented after, them. yeah, yeah, after yeah. World War II, yeah, yeah.
4: kind of like the school system a little bit, uh, yeah, and it's it's also
0: a lot of I think I guess semi-religious influence, you know, it's like like Catholics, yeah. Catholicism is huge. They got a lot of schools here. Mm. So I just think that whole. That whole perspective, that whole Western They they European, really latched on
1: to like yeah. westernized ideas of yeah. upward mobility and society after World War Two. Um and just kind of was like, Fuck it, we just gonna rock with their whole shit and continue down this path <laughs> of fucking patriarchy Absolutely. and yeah, I think like women women didn't get to oh, vote in Japan we're until f- like we're familiar with that. I, I feel like women didn't get to vote in Japan until like 1947, probably. probably.
0: So, I'm not sure. On that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but, but, yeah. yeah, but word, I would believe it. Yeah. Okay. What other Yo, type of shit do we know uh, about Japan?
4: Well, I want to know about Cliff's upbringing.
0: Cool. Like so, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, what, I mean, better take a nugget to swig, you got it, a swig specific, of that drink, man. You got a specific question, so, or you just want me to? I
4: think maybe we're the same age, or maybe you're a little older than I am. Uh, sometimes I forget how
0: old I am. I'm, I'm 37, I think.
4: I, I think. What? What?
0: Um, was it work that made you come over here? Um, to make a long story short, no, my wife. Um, my wife is Japanese, so. Um, I, I was in the military but I wasn't here I wasn't in Japan I was I did most of my time in Italy and just basically on a boat you know so two for my first two years in the Navy I was in Italy Sicily to be exact and had fun there you know went to Germany went to a lot you know a few other European countries while I was over there and then I kind of got stationed back back stateside but I really wasn't there because I was always out on the boat so I, I got out make a long story short I got out and just moved here to be with my wife Yeah, that was, that's how I got here really on my own dime
4: but before you met your wife did you have any interest in Japan
0: yeah so how that how that came about was I, you know Growing up, I had no interest in Japan You know, unlike most people who have You know, grew up with that I had no interest in Japan whatsoever I didn't know the difference between You didn't even
1: care about like ninjas and shit, yo it was nothing, like growing up, ninjas nothing. was like oh, I, I thought The main it was, shit, I'm 37 too, so
0: I thought it was all, you know A lot of Americans, we ignorant I thought it was all Chinese, you know mm. Chinese, Japanese, whatever, right? However, um I, I got a job in the village I used to work in a village um, at a hotel um, close to Washington Square Hotel Park. Excuse me, it's close it's close to Washington Square Park, right? And um, when I when I started working there, I, I think it was it was being in that environment where um, so it was a private-owned hotel that had a lot of international guests. Um, NYU is, is close by, so they have. Like, 50% or more of their student body is from, you know, from overseas. So, it was just that influence in that, in that area that really um, was the reason why I, I got into Japanese. So, there was a lady at, at the hotel I worked with. Her, her name was Keiko. And she started teaching me Japanese. Ironically, I was learning Polish at the same time because a lot of the Damn. workers... Yeah, a lot of the workers in the, in the hotel were... Um, a lot of, like, the cleanup ladies were, were Polish. So I just, for some reason, started to stick with Japanese, and that's how it got started, right? So it, it wasn't like an interest in girls or interest in ninjas or, or anime. It was just You got to specify
4: the, that sometimes. Yeah, yeah, it
0: was strictly the language. Right. You know? I, like, I'm not a I'm, weeb. Yeah, I'm yeah. Not, I wasn't okay. a weeb. I'm, I'm kind of the same way,
4: man, because like yeah. when I tell people, yeah, when I was younger, my friend showed me like anime and everything, you know, I could kind of... I don't I don't know if it's like just a twinkle or some kind of Ah, oh, you're one of those in their eyes. But I'm pretty much here for the language also. Like, the cultural stuff is cool. Like, I like the music and everything. But I'm not really into anime or anything like that anymore.
1: I didn't come out here on some, like, yo, Japan is awesome. I want to see Goku. I I wasn't off that shit either. Like, my folks were in Okinawa living. And I was like, I I came to visit them. And I was like, yo, I'm not going to leave. I'm just going to stick around and shit and try to figure this out. And you came out here for for the military? uh, Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I got stationed here. That was my first set of orders on the uh, USS midway back in nineteen eighty. used to be in Yokosuka, Japan. Now it's uh it's a museum oh. in uh, San Diego. You know, okay, it's decommissioned right. and it's a museum and everything. So that's what brought me over here. Mm. And uh Yeah. Yeah, that cool Japan shit doesn't work, Abe. gotta
1: like Yeah revamp that
4: shit. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We need more incentives to come out here and shit. What they need is like True you know what i mean they need a couple more incentives for people of color to come out here outside of animation and shit but you know that actually brings a lot of people man there's a lot of like like uh what is considered like geek culture now nerd culture is hugely popular out here people are just like you know uh, you see all types of pictures of like black goku trunks with dreadlocks and it's like all right yo there's there really is an upwelling of that
0: yeah and so like like, it's not a part of it i um like even when i was in the military when i was in italy Me and my wife, we were doing a long-distance relationship. And, you know, prior to going to Italy, she would come to New York to visit me. uh, Because we met in New York. And um, then she came to Italy when I was in Italy. And I I came to Japan a few times from Italy. So we just kind of did that, you know, for four, almost five years. And then I just decided to say, you know, I told her, I said, you know, I'm getting out of here. You know, I'm not a long-time Navy person. So... You stay there. When I get out, I'm going to move here, move to Japan. So okay. that's what happened, really.
1: And you're a lifer. You're going to just stay out here till you get that permanent residence shit? <sighs> I mean, shock, you basically have been yeah. here. Yeah. I mean, you're basically a lifer out here. Well, yeah. I have know, no intentions of leaving. I'm just going to stay my ass here, here. in Japan.
0: So, I'll, I'll say the same. I, I don't have any intentions on leaving. Um, my wife, she has a good career here. And I have an okay career here, you know. So um, and that, that's always been the main thing for me. Um, if I can keep a decent job, because, you know, it is tough for us to, work. you know, do things sometimes. So, um, yeah, if I can keep a decent job here and, and, you know, she's able to keep her career, I'm good.
1: Word up, man. Yeah. Man, I love you, brothers. I'm so glad that you yeah. guys were able to come and rock with us and shit. Man, I'm having a, a really good time. Are we playing all house music late? Is that what's going on? I'm not too <laughs> familiar with house. Uh, I'm gonna
4: switch it up a little okay. bit later, but yeah, I've been playing no, I'm I'm,
1: I'm pretty much a house it. set. It's it's putting me yeah, in like yeah. a real mellow mood and shit. Like you know what I mean. Just want to yeah, yeah. sit back, open up the window, let some sunlight <laughs> in and shit. You know what I mean?
0: Like. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you both know I'm a big house fan, so yeah, yeah, I'm digging it. I'm digging it. I'm
1: not too familiar with the genre, to be honest with you. Yeah, but, you know, I rock with I good music.
0: Just dipping my
4: toe in. I rock uh-huh. with good music. Shout out to Brooklyn Terry, yo, just because, Shout out yeah. to Brooklyn
1: Terry. Uh, is there anything else that we should say about the podcast, man? What, what would you uh, – I don't even know. Do you guys got anything else to say about your podcast that you would want people to know about before we take a commercial break? Uh, tell us some shit, and then tell us your, where we could find you.
0: All right. Well, I'll just say tune in, man. Um, we, we put out episodes weekly every Tuesday. Um, we just made that um, switch because we were doing it every other week. So now, yeah, every Tuesday, tune in. Um, you can listen to us at uh, rump, R-U-M-P dot podbean, P-O-D-B-E-A-N dot com. Or you can just Google us, man. Do do your Googles. Yeah, Google us. We're on iTunes, yeah. Spotify. Instagram
1: seems to be a really cool place to plug in with all the newest content and
0: everything. Instagram, right? yeah, yeah. We, we have you on the Instagram. Twitter is like, eh, But, you know, we on there too. Um, but, yeah, Word. Instagram is. Word up. Check us
1: out.
4: You heard it here. Second. Yo, support our brothers.
1: Oh, we didn't say what episode it was. Episode 68. Oh, mm-hmm. is it 68? I think so. Yo. We don't need numbers. Spread love, the Ra- Brooklyn Urban Way. Mobile
0: Podcast. Yes. Yo, what's good? This is DJ Spinner, and you're listening to The Mega Late Show, the number one hip-hop podcast in the world. Peace.
4: Yeah yo welcome back to the mega late show the number one hip-hop and culture dope culture podcast in tokyo slash japan slash asia and we're here with our fellow fellow what we don't have like a network name our fellow doponomic Urban Podcasts. brothers, I don't know, man. That <laughs> shit's not a corner. We gotta, to we gotta, <laughs> <film>. <laughs> we gotta. <laughs> work yeah, on. I think we might have to drop
1: <laughs> doponomic and go back to the drawing board. But just but know, we one. all have a black fist raise yeah, right, right now around. as I'm speaking.
4: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Shout out to uh, Chocolate Buddha and my guy Tokyo Cliff mm. of the Raw Urban Mobile Podcast rocking mm-hmm. with us. Mm-hmm. Mm. And uh, we're coming back from this break, and we're That's gonna right. get into a weather report. That's right. Which is the segment where we discuss some tracks, share and some music just and shit, right? Spark some convo. That's right. Episode sixty eight. As we mentioned earlier, today is the anniversary of the death of one of the legends of hip-hop. One of the, I would say, most well-known iconic legends, the Notorious B.I.G., a.k.a. Christopher Wallace. 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 Christopher Wallace. <laughs> Yo, rest Yeah, in peace. shout out to
1: the god, man. Like, uh... I remember exactly where I was when when I found out that he died, and that was the first time that I ever ditched school. Like we was like, Biggie died, and we, and I was I was in eighth grade at the time. I was with my my seventh grade homie, uh, Frog, Nate Hoover. He Used to write Frog. We used to write graffiti, and uh, he was like, "Yo, did you see the news?" And I was like, "No, nah, no, nah, no." Nah. He's like, "Yo, Biggie's dead," and I was like, "Damn, we're not going to school today." So shout yeah. out to skipping yeah. class and shit, man. Yeah, well, work. But um, Sad shoot. Day. I don't know. I don't have a. I don't have a Biggie track to play. Everybody knows Biggie's super dope. Does everybody have like a favorite? Give me, give me like a top two or three favorite Biggie tracks. I'm gonna say like uh, "Unbelievable" is top top tier for me. "Machine Gun Funk," uh, "Story to Tell." What else we got? "Suicidal yeah. Thoughts." Yeah. Mm. What
4: else?
2: Um, um. Love it when you call me Big Pop. Ah, that but, is a classic. Yeah. That
4: and and the original. Uh. Hold on, let me pull Juicy Juicy, I mean I love Juicy Victorious more Money, more so Problems So many classics
1: more Money, more Problems Oddly, that sticks with me really heavy Like, it is just straight up like A, a, a disco record sample rip Like, not yeah. much change to it But, yo, know, even Mace comes really dope off of that shit
4: Yo, Biggie's verse on uh, All About the Benjamins yeah, mm. when he switches yeah. when he switches to that uh, Jackson
0: Five sample. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Biggie's one of those guys, man. Like, I can't even really think of. A, I mm. can't even think of a, a yeah. specific verse because, like, it's no matter the beat, no matter the track, no matter who he with, he just yeah. He, he, yeah he, man, I, I just uh, love his delivery, man. Just, what yeah. is
4: it, Notorious Thugs? Yeah, yeah. crazy. Oh, exactly. Yeah. That, that
0: shows his. Yeah. Um, you know his versatility, range, his versatility as, yeah, excuse as, me. as a writer yeah
1: no no you're right range too though like he was yeah. just a phenomenal artist uh often imitated never replicated though you remember when puffy tried to get shine he's like yo check out this guy's voice <laughs> sounds just like biggie <laughs> let's try to let's try to get these dollars back but yo yeah, um, yeah man um you know i love biggie uh I'm not tr- not trying to shit on his legacy or anything like that, but I'm not I'm not a huge Biggie fan. You know, I love his his music, but he only had two albums. Yeah, I didn't exactly. really rock with any of the posthumous joints. But when you have a a, a person in the culture who had that uh, much of an impact, mm. for you know, like people are still impacted. People making music now who are the dopest are highly impacted by his music, and and uh, so yeah, man, shout out to Biggie. Uh, tremendously terrible to hear about. Somebody dying from gun violence. Yeah, but yeah. you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, it would have been interesting to see had he had he still been living, what type yeah. of legacy he would have yeah. built. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Oh, no doubt. I mean, like, would he rise to? Like the level of Jay Z now, like would his career trajectory be the same? Would was was the direction his music going going to uh, eventually alienate his fans? Like everybody loved Ja Rule for those first two years, and then everybody was like "fuck Ja Rule" after that. So who knows where his career would have went? But
0: I even heard the question of classic album. I even heard the question of uh, would Jay Z have been as big as he is? I think he was still alive. I mean, so.
4: You know, he, a whole he bunch took, of people, man. Yeah, yeah. he took that,
1: yeah. he took that yeah. slot. There was I a mean,
4: huge, like, I mean, no pun intended, like, vacuum when he left yeah. that allowed people like, you know, the locks, Big Punisher, yeah. even Nas yeah. to a certain degree, and the Wu-Tang absolutely to, like, fill that in.
1: Well, you know, uh, I would say that uh, I, I make this comparison quite often. If you listen to the early Biggie stuff, the early Biggie stuff was very... Um, four element hip-hop adjacent you listen to the production um cats like uh a lot of his early tracks like unbelievable that is a straight hip-hop cut of him just being braggadocio and rapping on the mic uh produced by i feel like that's premiere yes But, but like after after only built for cuban links uh you know the raekwon classic all of those East Coast rappers started approaching this mafioso type of gangster lifestyle type of shit. Yeah. And then that's when Nas came with his his uh it was written Trackmasters a little bit shinier. Biggie working with Puff started coming with the juicies and and you you know utilizing these samples that was a little bit shinier and more opulent and about things that poor people you yeah. know what I mean? Like the joint with couldn't to- really
0: the align joint with, with total. I like that joint too. Yeah. What was that? Um, Can't you see? Can't you see that? Was, mm. That was yeah. That's just crazy.
4: That's like Phenomenal. The apex of he's maybe that dude who like melded hip hop and R and B like yeah. That, yeah. Like that one with Total. Uh, they're also on the hook shit.
1: of "Sky's the Limit" with, with yeah. One twelve. One twelve.
4: Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. a. Uh, well, I don't know if they have any popular songs together. Faith Evans.
0: Did they, they, they? I'm not sure. Yeah, not, No, I don't think They definitely like so. intertwined. I don't remember. Yeah.
1: But I'm glad you guys cut me from that tangent that I was going on that was going to start disparaging his career a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so shout yeah. out to that. Shout out to that. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, no, but no, no. you know,
0: like, he's one of my favorites, but I can't even say he's my favorite. You know, um, mm. actually, like, my favorite, I'm going to keep it a buck right now. Um, and this is thanks to you guys, Ashley Sky Zoo. Oh, shout out to oh, the Giants, Sky, Zoo. Sky Zoo, man! I mean, I, I honestly, well, that's a good I, transition. Yeah, let
1: me go ahead and yeah. play some Sky Zoo. Shit. Yeah. yeah, and and why is it thanks to us? I um, just want to hear him say, Yo, y'all had Sky Zoo on the podcast, y'all talk about <laughs> exactly. Sky Zoo. And shit. You
0: know, yeah. Yeah. I didn't really know too much about Sky Zoo because I think that I guess when he came on the scene, I was kind of like I was on a, a, another wave, you know what I'm saying. But when I heard him on your podcast, and I heard you from Brooklyn, I went, I went back to the archives, and honestly, I've been listening to Sky like almost every day for the last three months, yeah. my G. And I'm just like, yo, his his bars is just like way over people's yeah. heads, so it's so. It's so much to unpack, right. you know yeah,
1: what right. I mean? It's it's both incredibly dense, but yeah. yet also simply eloquent. Yes. You could take it as a surface level and just be like, oh, that just sounds cool. Or you could really try to unpackage what's going on, and there's multiple meanings, multiple. double, triple entendres. I, I I say that he's the king of the hominin. If he says there, then it's probably like all three there's exactly. sometimes, you know what I exactly. mean? And it's like there's very few artists that are doing it um, at his level, at that kind of highest tier of ability in in this lyricism like it's really well thought out it's 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 not possible to replicate that yeah you know you could have somebody get um take a bunch of multis and have a bunch of interlocking words that rhyme together but the brilliance that eminem brings to it with his perspective is what makes that magic with with sky zoo i've never heard anybody even approach getting close to what he's trying to accomplish and he w- himself would probably tell you that he was chasing jay with that approach of eloquence and yeah. simplicity especially but reasonable doubt Jay. yeah it, it, but he's to me just on a whole different level and i was really wildly curious about who he was ghostwriting for yeah in yeah,
0: the was, industry
1: yeah you know I, yeah. I i don't know who it is but they've got to be Really dope <laughs> I yeah. guess I don't know man how,
0: how was that interview For y'all Cause I mean I wish I would've been here Now that I think back on it But uh That, and, that wasn't our insight.
1: Yeah you definitely Would've got the invite um, yeah. For that Cause I know you like Sky Zoo But yeah. um Shit I was a little bit nervous, to be honest with you. Okay. I prepared a lot for that. I went back and I listened to a lot of his music, and um, I listened to a few interviews. Um, I was just nervous because, like, you, you was never... Our
4: first real look, actually, independently. Yeah. Yeah. That we just kind of created ourselves.
1: Late just reached out to him and was like, yo, um, you're going to be doing a show here. Can, can you record with us? And he was like, yeah, bet.
0: Oh, so he was—he was like responsive. He was like yeah. quick, fast, hit you with a... Yeah. That's dope. Man. It wasn't until
1: later that I found out he's good friends with my homegirl and uh, that I went to high school with, and she probably could have plugged too. But you know, it was like man, it's just you know, like I was—I was—I always get nervous before the the podcast. This is actually one of the first episodes where I didn't have any nervous energy because you know I'm rocking with you all the time, yeah. and, and uh, you know I was like I've, I listen to shock all the time, but I always get that nervous energy. But that Sky Zoo joint. When it started, he was like, "Yo, I gotta be out of here in like 35 minutes or some shit, right?" Oh, wow. And it was like because he was late. Like we scheduled it, and, and like mm-hmm. he didn't get out of the show until later. So mm-hmm. we're like, "All right, fuck it, let's try to get our little shit off." But we started drinking, we started building and talking, and I think that he recognized a, a real passion and like kind of a, an authenticity in us, yes, um, as being fans and also people of the culture that he got comfortable and then next thing you know we had an hour and a half two hours worth of content with him and he was just cool as you can be and huge jazz fan just like man yes he is he is this shit is yes. just so crazy,
0: and you know, bigging b- you guys up again once again. Fuck that, you know. It's all about us today, right? <laughs> right. So this uh,
1: actually, this is from his album in celebration of us. So
0: exactly, yeah, in celebration right. of us. Yo, can you drop that um, crown holder? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. But I, w- I wanted to say that. Uh, damn, this showed you. I lost my train of thought. That's <laughs> alright. <laughs> <Sorry, fam, sorry. laughs> Yeah, but um, me, driving, you were talking. I think
1: you were talking about you were talking about how you got
4: bigging us up. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: you know, <laughs> yeah. once again, going back to you guys, um, it's just that appreciation that I. It, it, that's what it was. Authentic, authenticity. And and when when I listen to you guys, it is you definitely have it. Like it, I'm not. No hate, but I'm not into like the Drake, Little Yachty type shit. I'm just Good. like I. Like, I, I appreciate you guys giving a deeper perspective mm-hmm. on hip hop and, and a perspective that's not um, it's not often highlighted, you yeah. know? It's always about the big artists, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You guys highlight the smaller artists, you know, the, the artists in Tokyo that's, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that defines hip hop, you know what I'm saying, just as well, so... Big up to y'all once again, man. Thank you, man.
1: This shit is just fucking lovely, man. Look, man.
0: Super. Yeah. Super crazy.
1: I think one of my favorite joints on this album is um, fucking the stick up tape from Menace. Oh.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yo, I, crazy, I, think I think I posted that a couple of days ago and I tagged you. Yeah. Yo, I love that track. Brilliant. OG. It's Brilliant. so deep.
1: Man. I think you might you might appreciate Sky Zoo too, Shock. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, it, it's a. It is a very grown perspective you know what i mean this is not this is not him talking about having money like this entire album explores ideas of um representation identification um as a black man uh gentrification in, in his community uh what it means to have love i, I don't know this is like it's just a, it's a grown ass it's a grown-ass album with grown-ass themes uh very intellectual to it sounds a little bit pretentious but it's it's he's he's a smart dude and he also has a uh a love for jazz music he names his son Miles after Miles Davis mm-hmm. and so like some of the beats are just like you know
0: yeah, he's a big Spike Lee fan yeah. oh yeah huge Spike is, Lee fan um the song um what's that song um Spike? Spike Lee is my hero Spike Lee is right? my yeah. hero which is yeah. kind of fitting for right now because yeah. Spike just won the award war, for the, the Grammy right yeah. what's the Grammy yeah, yeah. Oh, Oscar. Oscar. no Oscar Oscar, Oscar excuse Oscar. Me. Yeah. Pardon, me. pardon me pardon me yeah Black yeah. Fransman. Yeah. yeah I didn't
1: watch that
2: it's a great movie, man. You got to check it out.
1: I don't I don't like watching media that um, has heroes that are law enforcement officers. Mm. I don't care for that narrative. Gotcha. Not anymore. Yeah. I mean, I, you I know, it, uh, yes. I, I just feel I just, you know, I'm kind of on some boycott cop culture shit. And I've been on that for a long time. But really, when it comes to media now, I just don't even I don't even watch. You're yeah. not going to catch me watching a detective show or. Some shit like that. I feel like a lot of... This is a tangent. But I feel like a lot of that... uh, A lot of the kind of uh, highlighting of the cop is marginalized people. Like, when you look at a cop show, there's three types of people in there, right? There's the cop, the criminal, and the victim. And we're always relegated to the victim role or the criminal role. And the cop is always the hero. And because of the the highlighting of these shows and the way that they push these, uh, oftentimes the cops are doing extrajudicial shit. Judicial shit. Having a hard time getting that word out But they're basically fucking breaking the law To uh you know solve these crimes and do these things whenever we see cops rough up people on these television shows it's kind of training us to be like ah cops deserve to rough up the criminal because they're mm. criminals and i just don't yeah. support a lot of shit like that now black Klansmen, it, it, it's a it's a different variety and it's coming from spike and it's based off on upon, uh, upon like a historical uh, event that really happened but i just don't care to see this black cop working with the, you know a white cop to solve Fucking racism Or whatever the fuck Happens here You know what I mean Like yeah. Yeah. I'm just off it yeah, Boycott cop culture Fucking Mortovashes, yeah. Listen to fucking Hakim Bey Like I don't yeah. fucking know What else to say about it Other than that yeah. so, Fucking the the cop, the criminal, and the victim. Look at any of these fucking shows, man. Yeah. It's all that.
0: Yeah, you, you know, going back to this track, I mean, like, this track right here who's going, is playing, I, I mean, I really love this shit because... And, and, you know, I want to say this, too, because I, I think to really appreciate a Sky Zoo... I'm not going to say you have to be black but you have to be understanding the black culture because I think this is something I'm start, I've started to realize more and more yeah. these days getting back yeah. to hip hop and lyrics is because you know if you're not of the culture if you're not understanding the culture these lyrics go way over your head G. like way over your head
4: Just that sample that that, uh, he uh, uses throughout the project with um, Carmelo Anthony going, they they don't want us to win. Exactly. That that shit is so deep. Like, it sounds like just a funny meme, but when he chooses to use it and uh, how he told us, like, why he decided to use it on the podcast, like, it's so layered. It's just like his lyrics, like, there's so much meaning in, I mean, you i listen to this project and i don't catch all the lyrics but then like the little samples and the other things i'm like i'm wondering how many other things i didn't catch because i don't know the meaning behind like some stuff
0: and then added adding to what you said uh, i think another reason why he, i would call him like my favorite or maybe even my top three is because on top of the lyrics being so layered so deep and um so re- just so awesome I, I think that i'm from brooklyn so a lot I mean, of the things it that resonates he, it for resonates it like, resonates a lot of familiar. things he's it's like it's, it's like nostalgia when he talks about you know going to the Chinese restaurant and, and just all or these like different a, things Jan uh, Sport quarter water or something Yeah shit. quarter waters. the song Jansport strings yeah. a lot of people don't know that Jansport strings that was the thing when I was in like 6th grade yeah. you had a Jan Sport yeah. and you had you had the strings on it and and if you didn't have enough strings and if somebody wasn't paying attention you would you would take their strings off right, they bags. Right. You know what I'm saying? And put it you know what I mean? Yeah, so for, for our like,
1: generation, the Jan sports were kinda like uh lee patches in the in the fucking early eighties and shit. Was, in in the late eighties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But
0: so yeah, he just mentions a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of Brooklyn references that I, that I really dig it takes me back, you know what I mean?
1: I'm wanna play this one part of his verse because it's so fucking crazy. Hold on. I'm gonna go to the acapella part,
4: but like, there's no features on this album, right? Besides the singers and shit, Yeah. yeah.
5: Where a dream is sitting in overdrive, so taking over the drive turns into 12 or the screams. Or 12 or quitting what they believe, or in the crowd, banking on what another 12 perceives. Or celebratory moments of a scale, being off to the left, so you cop and get more than you expect. And the rest goes off to the cost so of looking like you involved, so you back to spending more with your connect. <laughs> Connecting like interlocking the latch, when a latch key is cocking it back, knowing a latch leads to how to react. And the reaction is counter react. It gets complicated like confiscating the lottery back. It comps away like finding a pack or at comps are weighing like you was content of buying it back. Backtracking to the moments that inspired the toast. To the half gallon of Henny for supplying you hope. Till you back to back in the semi from inside of your coat. Either that or standing on the other side of the scope. Or it's a celebration of being nowhere near where that aim is. Trigger fingers turn to quotations. Same fingers boxing you in they'll leave you vacant. Round of applause down the hall for all your patience. Or you in a hall up on the wall with Department of Correction letters hovered up over where your name is or you by the door capping down to the floor eight years of proof hovered up over where your name sit draw you to the crown they sell it to you as weightless and charge you to sit on wait list. then you fast forward private parking the porch park, yo the
1: like that that run those like a fucking uh, six bars where he's like round of applause or uh, being he says some shit about like being applauded for your patients like being like yeah. waiting for this shit to come but it's also applauded by your patients uh because you're a doctor but the line after that is department of corrections doc and then the following line is about getting his doctorate and the patients and patients is the fucking same yo just he's, yeah. he's brilliant yeah. man it's hard to unpackage
4: that yeah. like i mean this part is him redoing The whole verse that he's already done before with the beat under, because of yeah how he's like yeah
1: it's like if you listen to if you listen to this over the beat it's like oh man he's killing that shit like this sounds dope but to to drop out the drums and just have the like the the instrumental in the background without any of the drums it gives it such a different quality and And, yeah so much so much of hip hop is like that it's like. If you were to take Rakim verse and put it on a piece of paper, this is like the highest levels of poetry and shit. You know what I mean? Like this is yes. this type of writing yes. is is not something simple to accomplish. And he's just one of those artists who I think is just a, a, a giant, so to speak, yeah. in terms of writing and just Rap conveying things, man. Like in the tradition of like the beat poets and fucking Langston Hughes and and just uh, you know celebrated writers who approach with different styles and like you know different level uh uh, poetic devices like he's just up there for me and if you read his lyrics you could just be like wow yeah i'm not sure where all this is coming from but i get it people say tupac's a poet and it's like yeah word that's that's true true indeed you know like a lot of his lyrics are like that but largely whenever you hear like a michael eric dyson talking about tupac and how prolific he was as a writer and thinker he, that's as far as he goes into the culture really like you never hear guys like Sky Zoo being celebrated people who are passionate and have opinions about the culture this type of shit just doesn't really ever make it to the mainstream yeah, even even with even with cats that are fans of hip hop like it's kind of bubbling under under everything else No. You know fucking, why isn't Joe Budden talking about this he's a fucking fan of lyricism
0: yeah and, and once again you know kudos to y'all man like me that, you know, just having a guy like Sky Zoo on, you know, I that 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 to me credits you guys and, and, and it speaks exactly. to the authenticity, you, right? Because, all right, yeah, if you can get Drake on, maybe you would, but I mean, fuck Drake. You know what I'm saying? Like, Sky Zoo <laughs> you gives you so me. much substance, you. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So much substance, man. Yo, what's crazy, crazy is,
1: like, that Sky Zoo episode that we did, it got, like, 115 listens, Tonight
0: man. On. yeah. yeah. That's crazy, that's it's crazy. It's all right, it's <laughs> crazy. It's all right
1: because you and know the Marley Mall get the
0: joint you guys did with Marley Ma, I mean,
1: yo, I uh, yeah, I appreciate you shouting us out. I don't want to you know yeah, pat yeah, yeah. yeah, our yeah. backs too much, but yo, yeah. you know what I mean. Thank yeah. you, man. Yeah. I think we're all doing some really really dope dope shit out here, man. Um, I don't know. Let's get the Unchanging popping, late.
4: Uh, hold on, let me pop this joint. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Let me come down on this. Uh. This is just real quick. Yeah. Um, uh, I've been getting more into house music that recently. House. Yeah. And this producer named Fred Fades, who has worked with mm. one of my favorite artists, Ivan Av, recently dropped this album. So I was like, oh, let me check this out. And surprisingly, it was all like house music or deep house or dope. his tribute to, or his version of deep house, whatever. I don't really know all the terms and shit yet. But yeah. uh, yeah, I thought, oh, dope. I'll listen to this, and yeah, I've added it to my set list, a few joints, and I'll just play like some more of the album under the rest of the episode, because yeah, man, some good shit. Uh, If you get a chance, check out his other production work. Uh, Like I said, he works with this guy called Ivan Av. He's from Sweden, so he works with- Both of them are from Sweden? They're both from Sweden. Which I didn't man. know at first, yeah. man.
1: He don't sound like there's mm. not a discernible accent. that's like, yo, he's a foreign cat. I thought he was like from New York. Or yeah, something. I thought he was like some East Coast cat. Yeah. You what
0: know, uh, a lot of my, a lot of the house artists I like are from Europe, man. Um, and I think that's just
1: club culture there. So yeah, bit stronger, and right? you
0: know, house, right? Like, I'm st- I'm still learning about all these different artists, and you know, there's so much house music out there, um, but. You know, I went back and learned the history and I, I just really got big into house probably about a year and a half, two years ago. And I'm still like I said, I'm still learning. And Europe really took on house when it started, I guess, like, cause, you know, of course, it started out in New York. Well, Chicago, excuse me, Chicago, New York, Detroit, those major areas. And then it
1: by black I, I, folks,
0: by black folks, definitely want to mention that. And and then re- Europe really embraced it, and and I, I think they they they've really made house theirs, um, in, in a sense, to where like when I started getting into it, I realized that a lot of my favorite artists are from London yeah. or from uh, Denmark or wherever wherever you yeah. know somewhere in Europe you know.
1: Yeah, man, I think. Um a lot of those uh, EDM music genres, whether yeah. it's trance, techno, drum and bass, yeah. all of those things were a little bit more lively um, in European cultures than they were here. Whereas kind of the house sound left the, the mainstream and there wasn't really a lot of space for people to uh, make a lot of money off that exactly. in the mainstream in yeah. the in the, um, the late 90s and early 2000s. Uh, the European culture, they were like, fuck it, man, we really like these songs. And there's just a huge... Um, multiple countercultures and subcultures that listen to these music genres to the point where it's like germany is kind of synonymous with like fucking techno and shit. Yeah. you know what i mean mm, and, yeah. and like i i don't really listen to a lot of edm genres all that often mm. um so i don't i don't know much about it but i do know that they're flourishing in europe so
0: yeah i, I think for me it was like kind of a natural thing like i didn't I can't think of any one moment where I got into house, but it was just more of a like realization that I would be at parties and I, I like to dance, right? And I don't even need like I don't care if there was women in there or not. Like if I if I got my drink and the music is good, I would just groove. So when when I started like coming across house house tracks, I realized that that's what really like that I, I connected with that, you know, mm. spiritually. And, and, and that's why I, I kind of just kept going with the house music, that it was just it was something natural. It wasn't like forced or it wasn't like any one moment or one artist that I, that really made me get into it. But, you know, word yeah, up. Man. Yeah.
4: Uh, let me say uh, it's actually Fred Fades and John Rice, uh, John J.A.W.N. Okay. Rice. I'm not sure what exactly the relationship is, but yes, yeah, two people. John Rice. That and the uh, like, project's called like Jacuzzi Boys. That yeah, yeah, does, does sound Philly, like some Philly, Philly shit. slang shit.
0: Dope. I never even heard of these artists. But, like, you know, once again, like I said, there's so much music out there, man. So much artists. So many artists. Excuse All me. day. Yeah. Word. Uh bust this temperature check really quick word up yeah. let's hit
1: you uh we'll hit shock with this one since uh, you've answered it before uh mary fuck kill and i'm gonna <laughs> keep it at that because shock you 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 a raw ass motherfucker too <laughs> yeah, so right, yeah I, am. I hear you on the podcast like <laughs> yeah. so every chance you get to say pussy you're gonna say that shit Hell yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> but but anyway anyways uh, so mary fuck kill right Ra- rank these convenience stores family mart 7-11 lawson's mary fuck
2: kill I'm going to go first with, uh, I'm more of a uh, 7-Eleven guy. So marry 7-Eleven?
0: Yeah. Okay.
2: And then I'll go second with
0: Lawson. So you'll fuck Lawson. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And you will kill Family Mart. God
0: yes, damn. yes. Yo, man. Late
1: is I, all happy over here. I don't. You smug. Me and yeah. I don't, <laughs> you think you know a guy.
0: I don't know if we can do the podcast <laughs> Yeah, you're going to have to find it, man. You, know, you just shit it on Family Mart, We, mark, we Family Mart folks over here, <laughs> man. man. Family Mart family, you know what I mean? <laughs> so people. man,
4: yeah. people who are in tune with Japan really like 7-Eleven. <clears throat> really like yeah.
0: 7-Eleven. Word. I mean, I like 7-Eleven too, don't get me wrong, but. Yeah, I'm a family mall guy.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna hate on any. If if I need something, I'm gonna go to whichever one is yeah, closest. Yeah, walk yeah, to exactly. Whichever one, exactly. You know what I
2: mean? But I don't know. But we there's more 7-Elevens right. around where I live and everything. You don't know. Yeah, 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 I used to be a Sunkus guy, but you know, when when he passed away and closed his store, I was like, okay, well, back to 7-Eleven. You mean, I mean a specific person that owned a
1: Sunkus? Yeah. No. What? You know, okay.
2: well, yeah. He owned a sunkus Or You mean Japan. Mr. Sunkus himself? <laughs> oh no, I wish I knew that motherfucker, <laughs> man. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, nah, it used to be a cool dude that owned the sunkus. Oh chung and, and every og son and everything and when he passed away i just thought you know there was
4: no song in the uh, area so
2: i just uh went back to Seven Eleven. word
4: Bet. um i don't know if cliff has answered this who is your or both of y'all who's your favorite member of the wu-tang clan
0: oh man i don't know if i can answer that one um
1: my shit changed so much over the. I'm, I've been. I'm a huge Wu head.
0: Yeah, like, I can't. I can't. I can't. I don't know if I can answer yeah. that one honestly. I, 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 I love Wu. You know, I honestly, I was more of a, I was more of a boot camp click dude back shout in the day. Out. Um, shout out to boot camp clip. Shout out to Smith and Weston who just came out with a new album, it's Fire. Yeah. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, I always loved the Wu. Um, Ghostface, maybe? I don't know. I, I don't, it's there are not, no wrong answers. Yeah, it's no wrong answers. You
1: got a favorite member
2: hmm I didn't listen to a lot of it uh so it's I'm gonna pass on that one okay
1: yeah all right shock you're uh I know you, you pe- people call you Buddha
2: but I like just to say shock oh, okay yeah yeah when I, <laughs> when, I, when I was listening to you uh when you and uh Cliff did the uh, podcast with uh, uh G. no 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 with uh curling, Kansai. curling Kansai. Okay. Yeah I heard him He's, He called me Shock So I was like Yeah that's that's pretty cool Word. You, know? you yeah,
0: know it's funny yeah. Because like When I talk to you And only when I talk to you I refer to Him as Shock Shock okay Yeah Yeah. yeah.
1: No. Okay um, On a desert island You have Two artists They're complete musical catalogs That you can listen to Who do you choose? Nothing else Other than these two artists And you get all of their music Earth Wind and Fire Okay One Parliament Funkadelic, too.
0: Mm.
2: Hey man, that's a nice so, variety Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. You fucking, old school shit. You know so what I mean? mean? Throw on some
0: September when you film like real and sad I, and shit. Yeah, yeah. I love yeah. to open the fire. Yeah. Well,
2: you know, they, it's a combination of good dance music and uh, good baby making music. Sure. <laughs> also, let's let's not
1: sell any of them short on their musicality. Yeah. Tremendously yeah. Yeah. talented musicians. Yeah. Uh, you know, Boots Collins and shit, man. Definitely. That's the oh, god. Yeah. So, okay. Have you answered that question before? I don't think I've answered no. that question.
0: And that's a hard question, man. Damn.
1: I don't remember my second artist. I know of my one of my artists. I pick Miles. All right, so Miles check it. Miles Davis. I'm
0: going to give you one house and one hip-hop. Word. Sky okay. Zoo. Boom. That's, that's my hip-hop. Boom. House. Man. Shit. I can't even really answer it. But just house music in general, I'll give you. Nah, that. You, can't I that. Give you can't do that. Cliff, a shout out. <laughs> <Yeah>. He uh, <laughs> hit me up uh,
4: with a a message on Facebook, and it was like YouTube video, YouTube video, YouTube video, just some like house shit, and it yeah. really helped me, you know, when I was first finding out like which direction to go in and what yeah. I should be listening to or what I like. Mm. So yeah, shout out. shout out. All good, baby. All good, baby,
0: baby.
1: We got another unchanging
4: um i'm trying to decide all right uh who is somebody that y'all respect maybe you know in the same industry or podcast or just somebody who does somebody that you look up to and if they were to give you props it would like mean the world to you we call this the uh who is your senpai that you want to be acknowledged by question
1: do not say joe rogan
0: <laughs> oh Do no. Not no, see. no that, that wasn't even in <laughs> my oh, okay, okay. nah. No, nah.
1: nah, like I notice a lot of podcasters look at Joe Rogan like he's the god because he has a tremendous number of followers. Nah, and his nah. podcast is pretty interesting from time to time. Very, very uh interesting array of guests. So
0: I got mine. But
1: I be right. hating sometimes. i listen to it, but I be hating.
0: I got mine. So Amanda Seals. Yo. Very dope. Really really dope pro-black beautiful woman um i I really respect her i I haven't listened to her episodes recently i gotta go back and check them out but what's the name of
1: her podcast
0: uh, i can't even tell you off the top of my head like i said one show you got my mind (laughs) no doubt doubt. (laughs) i'm not on point right now but uh yeah amanda seals is just so articulate so intelligent and and man i I just really love her she's a magical human yeah and she's just when she when she says something it's so powerful. It's so it's coming from so much mm. emotion, but also from education, from from, from so much intelligence. And I just really love her podcast. Shout out to Amanda Seals. I know she probably won't hear this, but yeah, yeah,
1: yeah I'm a big fan.
0: Yeah, big fan of Amanda Seals.
1: What about you, Shock? Who's the person that uh, you look up to that you would love to be acknowledged by?
2: Hmm. Does it have to be in the podcasting? Uh... No.
1: Just somebody that says, you're doing really good with your life, and I'm proud to,
2: to to see that happening. Barack Obama. Hey. Hey. That's my dude, man. Of course, I mean, there's many others, you know, but uh, if I had to name one that's present day and
4: is alive,
2: it has to be him.
4: That must have been pretty monumental watching that from i'm assuming you were in japan at the time
2: yes i was and uh you know growing up hearing people say that you know they'll never be a black president mm, you know yeah. and i used to say that myself and then once i started meditating and getting into things and started seeing life is full of possibilities and seeing uh what our ancestors have overcome and I started saying to my friends back in the 80s, I was like, the reason why it hasn't happened, because we always say it's not going to happen. And they were like, no, nah, no, nah, it ain't going to happen. And when I saw that, I ain't going to lie to you. I started, you know, I started tearing up because it did happen. And, and,
4: and, and, um,
2: yeah, I, yeah. I called a was, lot of my family. Man. Yeah. Especially
4: it, my grandmother. I called both of them and. They kind of were in disbelief. Also, it's kind of like I never thought it would happen. Kind of.
1: Yeah, it was pretty fucking surreal. Yeah, I was
0: in Italy at the time, and um, in an Navy. And, um, I, I, I was, I was, I was proud, but at the same time, I was like, just I guess, just knowing and understanding that you know symbolically he, he he's you know he it was awesome to see him become president but just knowing that the difficulties he was going to face with yeah. you know the opposing party we and all knew it di- was going to yeah. happen we saw it leading yeah. up to even
1: the election yeah yeah, yeah. So. and because they couldn't straight up call him the n-word they call him a muslim kenyan and <laughs> shit mm-hmm. so know I, I, mean? yeah. I
0: wasn't like so elated or i wasn't so emotional because i knew that woody, woody was gonna yeah, yeah exactly
2: but he knew that, that too when I, he when he uh, signed up for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, of course, so, of course, he knows that. So but, and nobody nobody was surprised, you know. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, that was oh, that was man. I really As a like. i like getting it, chills now.
1: Yeah, I really like what it meant for. A lot of times when I see things that I'm not even too hyped about, like you know, like like Black Panther was dope. You know what I mean? And and shit like that is dope. But I'm not like, wow, we finally got a movie for all the black folks. You know, all black folks in it. That's fucking great. A lot of times it's not even about me. A lot of times it's like what that representation means to my nephew's son. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now, like growing up, like I want to be Spider-Man. You can't see Spider-Man. You don't know if he's black or whatever. Of course, you know Peter Parker's white. But you could put on that Spider-Man joint and be Spider-Man. Nobody could see it. And for, you know my nephew's son who's 10 years old now he grown up batman white superman white captain america thor all these motherfuckers just a hell of white yeah but for for them to see something like you know even little girls to see like the ghostbusters like all cool women fighting ghosts like that type of representation is what was more touching to me so seeing barack obama become the president i was like He's you know, no matter who you vote for, the government's gonna get in. He's gonna do some shit that I don't like, period. But word, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, shout out to shout out to uh Barabin. to that representation, man, to yeah. see that yeah. happen. And he was an upstanding fucking individual. Oh, no controversy. Just so smooth none of that too. Reason, so man.
0: smooth, so articulate.
1: He was balling and shit. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. He was playing basketball and shout out to him, man. Yeah. Let's most uh buff. let's get out of here late.
4: Yeah, uh, yo. Anything y'all wanna Promote before y'all sign off.
0: I I just want to promote um community, man. um Anybody listening to this episode, yo check you know check out the Raw or Mode podcast. Check out Mega Late Show. We we are all about reach out if you're yeah, a creative. Yeah, reach, reach out. out. We are all about the Tokyo community, the international community, and highlighting that. You know, I mean, Japan is is we know it's ninety something percent Japanese, and that's a beautiful thing. I love their culture, but. You know, we, we, we want some shine out here too. You know, as, as foreigners, you know. Word.
1: And we can find you guys at uh, rump rump.podbean.com rump dot or just do your Instagram, Google's, Facebook,
0: Instagram, Twitter, and Twitter. Points, we don't we don't we don't have a Facebook. But. What about
1: your personal SNS like uh, your personal pages? Do you want people to go to those?
0: Mm, no, you, you can give yours. I'm not sure. really like.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, I love street photography and everything. So if you ever see some of my stuff, uh, you could go to uh, chocolate underscore Buddha. And uh, yeah, you'll you'll see you'll see my stuff, and also uh, my boy Black Man in Japan. You'll see his stuff. You know what I'm saying? So we're we're basically like twin brothers, hmm. uh, and everything, and our thought and everything. But yeah, yeah. And also shout out to the Mega Late Show again. Mm. Definitely. You know sure what I'm man. saying? Because we, you know, also community and everything. But also I feel that what I get out of listening to you guys, and of course listening to ourselves, listening to Curly and Kansai, we inspire people you know, we, we, I, I think that we really inspire people that say, hey, I may not be able to do my thing in the States. Maybe it's a little too competitive, but when I come to Japan, you know, I don't need to just, you know, yeah, it's okay to see the sushi temples and shrines and shit, but, you know, I could come over here and start a career. I could come over here and and touch people in a way mm. and also you know to represent our melanated culture in a positive way exactly. You know what i'm saying
1: so shout out to that name brand skin tone that super skin yeah yeah
0: melanin
4: popping yeah i mean, <laughs> hey. you know what I mean? shout Hashtag out to naomi
2: osaka and i heard we got <laughs> big
4: dicks too yo and we <laughs> run yeah. fast super fast i mean like unbelievably fast especially when we see cops right. and- <laughs> yeah Shout out to Robin Marble Podcast, Tokyo Cliff Occult Buddha, Megalay.
1: Check, check. Hey, all right. Well, now I will go ahead and let you guys know of some of the upcoming shows coming up this week. Uh, let's see. At Hotel Hostel Sitan in Bakura Yokoyama, Pigeon Dust is performing. Pigeon Dust is a very dope Japanese beatmaker here in the Kanto area, and you guys should definitely check out his music. He rarely performs uh, in comparison to some of the other beatmakers out here, so that is a special treat for you. Tomorrow night, the 16th, we have Unda Loop, which is the name of the show at Sound Museum Vision, that is featuring a plethora of Japanese artists, including the MC, Il Sugi, Buddha Monk the Beatmaker, Cram the Beatmaker, Water, uh, Daichi Yamamoto, who did his album last year, with Windows with our guy, Aaron Cholai. That should be tremendously dope, so check that out. Wednesday, the 20th, we have Mind Design at the Sound Museum Vision. Everybody should know Mind Design. That is going to feature some cats that everyone should know as well, such as the legendary DJ Murrow and the Onyx Collective, which is coming out from New York, and they should be very, very dope. Go check out Super Plume. Featuring uh, Ko, the MC, and Il Sugi at Contact that night as well. The 20th. Also, uh, be sure to go back and check out some of the reoccurring shows that happen on our pod that we mentioned on our podcast, such as uh, Slow Lights, um, Vibes at Harry on the 29th, Under Digic, Noah. Uh, just a lot of stuff. There's also Dave Chappelle show on the 25th, but those tickets are sold out. If you can manage to get your hands on some of those please have a wonderful time Uh that's basically it as far as I can tell so yeah, thank you for listening to the Megalate Show and checking out this episode with the Raw Urban Mobile Podcast I will leave you now with the outro music.
4: if you're fake news 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 if you're fake news,
5: Celebration of us, to celebrate is a must, how they break it down to us like, it's the celebratory moments of a glass, or a bottle in the air, or a flask in a shoddy with a flare in the back, coming out when one of pairs, or the flash of a body in the stairs, and the crash of a lobby in despair, or... Moments where you getting padded on the ground And then turned into badges on the ground And the irony of reversing a roll Where whenever they roll, bet they know Shit is whatever for them now Cause now is a scene where a stream is Interrupted by conclusion, jumping and dumping Into a new seat where a dream is sitting In overdrive, so taking over the drive Turns into 12 or quitting Screams, or 12 or quitting what they Believe, or to lay in the crowd Banking on what another 12 perceives Or celebratory moments of a scale Being off to the left, so you cop and getting more than you expect. And the rest goes off to the cost of looking like you involved. So you back to spending more with your connect. Connecting like in, a lock in the latch. When the latch key is cocking it back. Knowing the latch leads to how to react. And the reaction is counter reject It gets complicated like confiscating the lottery back. It comps away like finding a pack. Or it comps away like you was content of buying it back. Backtracking to the moments that inspired the toast. To the half gallon of honey for supplying you hope. So you back to. Back in the semi from inside of your coat, either that or standing on the other side of the scope. Or it's a celebration of being nowhere near where that aim is. Trigger fingers turn to quotations, same fingers boxing you in, I leave you vacant. A round of applause down the hall for all your patience. Or you in a hall up on the wall with department of correction letters hovered up over where your name is. Or you by the door, cap and gown to the floor. Eight years of proof hovered up over where your name sit Draw you to the crown, they sell it till you was weightless charge you to sit on they wait list and you fast forward private parking the porch open the doors to a round of applause down a hall from all your patients fist in the air over mistakes or fist in the air over the jakes being vision impaired holding a tray and that tray pound lift up the fare from out his face and you vision impaired over awake for the face that the jakes pinned as being a nigga so he give him everything that he think a nigga should take and you ask him how to spell it and he respond please make up your mind you niggas is either niggas or you ain't all black, everything. Bobby Seal fit with a tray while I'm untwisting my chains. Celebratory moments of a glass or a bottle in the air, or a flask and a shoddy with a flare. And the bag coming out when one pair. or the flash of a body in the stairs, and the crash of a lobby in despair. Recalled by the star till the morn while you ball with a square. And they watching what you hear, but everybody's fine. I mean, everybody's fine, right? That's what they told us. They told us everybody's fine. No matter what was going on, they looked at us and said, everybody's fine. I mean, right in the eye, dead on, they said, everybody's fine. I'm sitting down conversing, and they was building, and they said, yo, everybody's fine. I said, Really? They said, yeah, they said celebratory moments of a glass or a bottle in the air or a flask in a shoddy with a flare and the bag coming out when one appears, pairs or the flash of a body in the stairs and the crash of a lobby in despair or moments where you getting patted on the ground that then turn into badges on the ground and the irony of reversing the road where whenever they roll, bet they know shit is whatever for them now cause now is a scene where a stream is interrupted by conclusion jumping and dumping into a seat where a dream is sitting in overdrive so, taking over the drive turns into 12 or the screams. Or 12 or what they believe. Until they in the crowd banking on what another 12 perceives. Or celebratory moments of a scale being off to the left. So, you cop and get more than you expect. And the rest goes off to the cost so of looking like you involved. So, you back to spending more with your connect. <laughs> Connecting like interlocking the latch. When a latch key is cocking it back. Knowing a latch leads to how to react. And the reaction is counter react. It gets complicated like counter- Confiscating the lottery back. it comps a weighing like finding a pack or it comps a weighing like you was kind into buying it back. Backtracking to the moments that inspired the toast to the half gallon of Henny for supplying you hope. Till you back to back in the semi from inside of your coat. Either that or standing on the other side of the scope or it's a celebration of being nowhere near where that aim is. Trigger fingers turn to quotations. Same fingers boxing you in they'll leave you vacant. Round of applause down the hall for all your patience. Or you in the hall up on the wall with department of correction letters hovered up over where your name is or you by the door capping down to the floor eight years of proof hovered up over where your name sit draw you to the crown they sell it to you as weightless and charge you to sit on a wait list then you fast forward private park in the porsche open the doors to a round of applause down the hall from all your patients fist in the air over mistakes or fist in the air over the jakes being vision impaired holding a tray and that tray pound lift up the fare from out his face and you vision-impaired, hover awake For the face that the Jake's pinned Is being a nigga, so he give him everything That he think a nigga should take And you ask him how to spell it and he respond Please make up your mind, you niggas is either Niggas or you ain't, <laughs> all black Everything, Bobby seal fit with a tray While I'm untwisting my chains Celebratory moments of a glass Or a bottle in the air, or a flask And a shoddy with a flare, and a bag Coming out when one appears, or the flash Of a body in the stairs, and the crash Of a lobby in despair, recall By the store to morn While you ball in the square And they watching what you hear But everybody's fine Happens to be everything we believe, and everything we see, leave. Believing doesn't come with us, so never would we leave. (laughs) So, if there's ever a moment you do see, leave, then it was live or die. It fits you like a reply, and then all of the attention is with you until you're blind. And then all that you was given was written for you. Fine. as true as the religion. Chrysilia 45, four fives engages, Max, in fact, It switch places. Act for act, It switch stages or switch pages. It gets makeshift, it gets taken. It gets layman's, then gets sacred. It's a complicated turn of events with lights over it. And based on any further intent, you might notice it. Like, intent on being noticed for what you've been on, and what you stood on, being the motto that you live on. Because what you stood on came from the crate you would sit on, and you would look on to see how how you was supposed to get on, and when you get on, you put on where the attention at. And know that looking on is to listen back and getting back everything you did it for. Bright is what you living for. Promise it would never turn dim at all. And all it took to come to life was a stage to live it. Shit can happen overnight if you awake to get it, like aiming before you draw and what it takes to hit it. Or Kane, that old dog, a stick up tape for minutes. And all it took to come to life was a stage to live it. Shit could happen overnight if you awake to get it, like aiming before. For you draw and what it takes to hit it. Or Kane and old dog to stick up tape for minutes. Before you leave, make sure you leave with it. It's like knowing where the cameras and the walls are. And they was already talking for you before the talk starts. And your direction coming to question like it was on star star even turn it on for the tape or turning the wall art. Or maybe you was there, but you really wasn't. In the cut, but before it cut, you could feel it coming. Quicker than you ever could have thought without interrupting. Bottle on the floor, now you wishing you didn't touch it. Empty the cash register. House when you get the running Now there's a motive on top of that tape Rolling on top of that hover motive That same tape ain't noticed It's all context But get all out of claiming You'll get to love it It start as a flash It grows into fluorescence It goes into an essence That poses when you press it Like the tape do It dares you to mimic it like Some what your aim do And however you fit in that light it's how it takes you Like word to a shooter's touch Steady as ever Like you shooting up Brighter than ever You ain't losing much Invalidation is everything That you knew it was your fingerprints on a bottle but they ain't proving much For the importance of needing importance Until it's loud enough with somebody seeing you for it And calling for everything you did it for this dollar's what you living for Promised it would never turn dim at all And all it took to come to life was a stage to live it Shit could happen overnight if you awake to get it Like aiming before you draw and what it takes to hit it Or chain that old dog to stick up tape for minutes And all it took to come to life was a stage to live it Shit could happen overnight if you awake to to get it, like aiming before you draw and what it takes to hit it, or cane and old dog to stick up tape for minutes, before you leave make sure you leave with it. Leave with enough time for them to forget what they heard, but still enough time for you to spread that word, But word is that words don't be enough, but certain words be worth speaking up, I mean up over how we think they know us, but still up under where they hold us and eye level with what they showed us, but that's still up, right? All up with they, I mean, they who, is it they me or they you? Cause they see what they do and they mean what they drew but they keepin' they cool and they need you to be you. So go ahead, be you, but know that that tape on and you might not be able to take shorty to the back like bitch that tape ain't yours, hand that over so me and my man could break north. And that's still up, (laughs) it's still us, all for validation because they told us we wasn't valid, told us we didn't matter so, now we matter, right? Matter to us, and matter to you, and matter to they. It matters what we say and what we portray, but what matters is what we became, all for they. So for better and worse, make sure they spread that around. huh? Because all it took to come to life was a stage to live it. Shit could happen overnight if you awake to get it. It's like aiming before you draw and what it takes to hit it. Or Kane and Old Dog to stick up tape for menace. All it took to come to life was a stage to live it. Shit could happen overnight if you awake to get it. Like aiming before you draw and what it takes to hit it. Or Kane and Old Dog to stick up tape for menace. Before you leave, make sure you leave with it. Yeah. Before you leave, make sure you leave with it. Oh.
0: That. I'm selling these motherfuckers for $59.95. Yeah, I got money. all you can